You're listening to SBS News. With 10 kids, one on the way, plus mum and dad, the Soliolas aren't just a family of talented singers. They'll soon have enough people to field their own rugby league team. Parents Bill and Sana always wanted a big family. It was I don't think it was ever planned, but I always knew that I wanted a lot of kids. And we named our younger twins uh, Alpha and Omega because we thought Omega's going to be the like, very it. last one, and then all of a sudden... Yeah. yeah. It was, but, uh, Omega number two. No, just... <laughs> <laughs> Their children agree it's a blessing. Always having company. Like, I'm never bored. We play with each other at the backyard. You can go have so many friends you want, but... They're the only real ones you're going to have. But it has its challenges. Getting around requires a minibus. The couple have three jobs between them, and it takes two hours just to buy groceries. People always, always ask us, like, how do you do it? How do you do it? And even sometimes we're like, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know yeah. how we do it. The obvious, financially, it is a big, it is a big thing. But um, I was just saying, I think I'm really grateful that my kids are just, I think, understanding... In our rapidly changing world, big families like theirs are increasingly rare. John Aiken is a distinguished emeritus professor of biological sciences at the University of Newcastle. The decline in fertility rates is a really sort of complex issue and um, you can't really look at it through the lens of any single discipline. New research by HSBC estimates, based on current trends, the global population could begin declining by 2040 and halve before the end of the century. This turning point well ahead of the 2022 base population forecasts by the UN. HSBC global economist James Pomeroy has been analysing the numbers. Birth rates have fallen to levels that I don't think anyone thought was possible five or ten years ago. It has been the continued um, increase in female participation rates in the workforce, which is clearly a good thing. But what it's meaning is that people are then delaying having their children. We also think the pandemic has changed people's mindset a little bit and not being able to do things like traveling the world um, for a number of years. Suddenly people think, oh, actually, I'll delay having kids for a couple of years. I'll do all of these things. But the biggest one for me is the cost. And I think this is something that goes really, really underappreciated by governments across the world. If you're a person in your 20s today, you've been dealt a horrific hand in terms of your sort of future finances. You look at the cost of housing across the world relative to wages. Unless you're lucky enough to win a lottery or to inherit loads of money from your parents, you are not buying a house at the very earliest until you're in your 30s. And for a lot of people, you don't want to start a family until you've got that security. This delay in having children is critical. The World Health Organization says around one in six people globally will experience infertility. The University of Newcastle's Professor John Aiken. With age, both the man and the woman will lose fertility. The women lose their fertility very rapidly over a five, six year period. Their fertility completely declines. With men, it's not so rapid, but still there is a significant decline in fertility with age. Unfortunately, We cannot um, change our biology to meet our social aspirations. We rather have to change the way we structure society in order to encourage young couples to have children earlier in life. He says sperm counts are also declining due in part to environmental toxins and lifestyle factors. We shouldn't think that because sperm counts are declining that fertility is necessarily declining. Those two things don't need to go together. 
What's worrying is not the actual sperm count itself, but rather the trajectory of the change. And men are losing about 2% in sperm counts per annum. And if this keeps on happening, if it keeps on happening, then you will get to a point where you do literally run out of spermatozoa and it starts to have an impact on fertility. In Australia, one in 18 children is now born through IVF. Experts say the technology is essential even in places like sub-Saharan Africa, where fertility rates are high, but access to medical infertility care remains scarce. Dr Karen Hammerberg is a senior fellow at Monash University and has overseen the establishment of an IVF clinic in Zimbabwe. In countries where uh, having children is uh, a woman's main uh, role in life, uh, not having any is, is a deeply uh, confronting and, and difficult situation for women. It's uh, a societal expectation and it's a cultural expectation and uh, it, it also ensures inheritance and it ensures that you have a, a status in society that, that is um, accepted. Women can sometimes be ostracised and and, uh, stigma is is enormous. Meanwhile, amid debate around the climate crisis, experts say a smaller population is not a quick fix. Professor Bonnie McBain is a senior lecturer in sustainability science at the University of Newcastle. Environmental impact um, is really driven by population, by affluence and by technology. In places like Australia, we have a very, very affluent lifestyle. Our ecological footprint is very significant when we think about a per capita um, uh, use of resources, so for each individual person. In poorer countries, we might get whole entire families with eight children using less resources every year than one individual in Australia. Population is one of those inflexible things. I think what we really need to focus on and what we've got more power to influence is how much we spend and what our level of affluence is. As countries become more prosperous, research shows fertility rates decline, which James Pomeroy says will have economic consequences going forward. So then you're probably going to have to think seriously about do you raise retirement ages? Do you raise taxes considerably? Do you make healthcare worse or pensions worse? And I mean, these are policy choices that no one is going to be making if they want to win an election or stay in power because they're massively unpopular. But Professor John Aiken says having children is also a matter of personal fulfilment. I don't think fertility is ever a question of good or bad, but it is a question of choice or should be a question of choice. And the Soliola family wouldn't have things any other way. And stay encouraged. If you, if you want a big family, you can, you can have, have a big family because... Um, the community, everyone will, will support you. Sarah Conti, SBS World News. This podcast was done in collaboration with the Australian Science Media Centre and supported by a Meta Public Interest Journalism Fund administered by the Walkley Foundation.